Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you, our listeners, a free audiobook of your choosing. All you have to do is register for a one-month free trial to claim your free audiobook. There are over 60,000 to choose from. If you're in the UK, you can register at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook from sizzling biographies to the latest fiction or even classical works, which is yours to keep whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Register now at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. Lovely to see you, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Football Ramble, back once again like the Renegade Master. My name's Marcus, and I've got three magnificent beauties with me. Jim. Hiya. Pete. Oh, hiya. And Lukey. All right. Yeah, indeed you are. Now, uh, ooh, if you could do an FA Cup final song for any team, what would you come up with? Jim. I would have West Ham United do the YMCA. Okay, and I would have them perform it um, at the beginning beginning of every game, um, you know, up to the FA Cup final. Once they got into it and the final itself, I'd just love to see what their fans made of it. (laughs) (laughs) With all the bubbles flying around, you know, would you get Big Sam involved? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he'd be he'd be sort of almost the sort of the the, well, he'd be like the ringmaster. He'd be the um, hard hatted workman with the moustache. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. I was thinking Red Indian to start with, but you've convinced me. Would he use Prozone to make sure they got the YMCA bit right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He'd, he'd pick the best men for each position. Yeah, using that formula, doesn't he always? Pete, uh, Liverpool—they're obviously off to the uh, FA Cup final. They've got Andy Carroll up front. Anything by Cheap Trick? Cheap Trick because he is expensive. Uh, oh, I don't know who Cheap Trick are. <laughs> but I we listened to them earlier before you turned up. Is that right? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. It, it wasn't that good. Mummy's yeah. alright. Daddy's alright. They just seem a little weird. You'll be hearing it at the yeah, end. It's, oh, that, like that. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like having them in the room. That's like, can <laughs> Surrender. Lucals. Um, Manchester United. Um, fronted by Ashley Young, dive by Nirvana. Ah. And would he fall to the ground with each like sort of mention of the word? <laughs> fall yes. at your feet. Fall yeah. at your yeah, feet. Yeah, by crowded houses. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like that. No further explanation needed. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's, uh, it's because he dives a lot. Yeah. If any further explanation were needed. Right. Well, I, I'm going to go for West Ham as well. Ooh. Uh, Copy f- for the final. Obviously, that was what the question was. <laughs> and um, the, <laughs> the MC Hammer song, Here Come the Hammer, Here Come the Hammers. That is... It's not that good, is it? And yeah. what would happen in the video, you know, Big Sam would obviously take the lead and he'd be having the big baggy trousers with the big 
You know, they're, they're hammer normal size trousers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they would. Oh yeah, I suppose they would fit him quite snugly. So he'd yeah. need to wear. Yeah. I mean, we we can't say for certain that Sam isn't always wearing hammer pants. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Probably is. Get into the real nub of the issues. I think. <laughs> well, let's get there because Luke's got the points, and we're going to move on to the yes. FA Cup semi-finals. Well, we all attended at least one of them. I yeah. was at both. So was I. Yeah. Pete. All right, went, I was at one of them. Oh no, as was I. Um, but we start with Liverpool two, Everton one. Um, uh, uh, incredible atmosphere I hear was in the stadium Luke yeah I, I, I think it was about the 12th or 13th time I've been to Wembley oh get me oh, um, and the Metallica concert I went to aside yes um, it was probably the best atmosphere I've did seen did Metallica there. win yeah they did yeah <laughs> emphatically so yeah um, no, it, was, it was a superb atmosphere the game wasn't amazing although yeah. it did sort of perk up a little bit uh, but the atmosphere and the occasion itself was, was tremendous and, and S- <clears> second <throat> half went a lot quicker than the first as I recall yeah. I was like god it's finished already yeah. Jesus mm. I think the Everton and Liverpool fans were were respectful to each other and and Just got into the spirit of the occasion I actually saw a couple of Liverpool fans giving it a big one at the end in oh, the Everton you? end yeah with Liverpool scarf and it, and, <laughs> and it was all fine and no one said anything <laughs> the friendly derby yeah, yeah it, it was wasn't it it very much felt like that it, it was good to see Everton fans um, raising don't bother some pieces of paper and, yeah. and, and having a, a banner as well supporting yeah. Justice for the 96 which you know I mean let's face it we've seen rival clubs of, of disasters over the years in football behave apparently so mm. it's good to see Everton fans behaving very very well yeah. well we'll yeah. mention that in a moment doesn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah the, 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 fir- the, the, the opening goal was was a bad defensive mix up between Agger and Carragher and Yelovich mm. finished quite well a bit of fortune for Yelovich in there as well in the way it bounced to him was yeah. he offside as well fractionally he, he was yeah, offside yeah. Yeah. Yelovich was, looked very sharp though he looked like the, yeah. the person who was really really up for it in the first half and he ca- and when he stopped getting the support in the second half he just sort of fell away and he just didn't yeah, I thought he tired a little bit yeah. he worked very hard didn't he he linked yeah. up play well he's been good for them as we've said before but Liverpool cut off the supply in the second half really really well he was just as Pete said just utterly, utterly isolated in the mm. second half and Suarez really came into his own as well the, the thing that's really impressive with Suarez for me is um, the way he, he just wriggles around players yeah. you, you just Snaky. never know where he's going to go because he's mm. so tight to the defender yeah. he just changes direction so quickly and they're obviously worried about knocking him over all the time so yeah. it's just it, he, what, it's three or four times he broke through it's funny how like, on such a big occasion there are two goals that mistakes and one was a set piece mm. yeah. you know a sort of well, not calamitous set piece but a strange set you piece you've got to feel for Dista haven't you yeah yes. you know, he took it oh, badly as well yeah, he, he just, he's held his hands up as well another thing I found interesting as well is I mean obviously Wembley massive occasion for, you know equal sets of fans very rare that that actually happens is the palpable rise in tension when the ball is in the box regardless yeah. of you know what's happening with it mm. at the time I mean it must feed through to the players because it does actually you're, you're, you're on a, a knife game. edge aren't yeah. you yeah when, Even though uh, very much does, yeah. When Sorry, Suarez scored, somebody, um, le- the guy next to me and Jim, le- leapt up and uh, his iPhone flew out of his uh, coat pocket and went two rows down the Wembley. <laughs> did, <laughs> did he get it back? He managed to get it back, yeah, but it didn't really. Well, one thing I noticed is, God, Dirk Couch's warm ups are intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you now, uh. and then we saw it 20 minutes of sprints, <laughs> like eyes focused dead in front of him, like a racehorse. Yeah. And I, I was thinking, I'd be absolutely knackered. Yeah. <laughs> well, the weird thing about um, the, the, the lineup when it first started, watching. Um, Enrique um, I didn't even realise he wasn't playing because it seemed weird that they were going to have Carragher on the right weren't they yeah and they had Agger on the left did yeah, they yeah I think they started with that and then I think they reshuffled it a little very so odd like, so the, the rumour well they shuffled Henderson down around yeah. a lot uh, the, 
rumour I heard uh, I don't know how true it is Is that in, um, Downing doesn't like Playing with Enrique Because he doesn't Release the ball early enough Right um, oh. And they seem to be Doing an awful lot To accommodate Downing Because Henderson Has to keep swapping over As well Well he yeah. did in that game Anyway oh. um, and Henderson's probably Better through the middle But yeah it was. I mean I don't know At what point They're going to say Well we're not Accommodating Downing anymore We're going to play A team of players Who are actually Perform well yeah. mm-hmm. First half Left, left hand side or, um, I guess uh, Everton's right They were getting A lot of um, space And a lot of time Yeah they were I just thought Well you need a defender In there Enrique for example yeah. Spent like What was it Like 9 million Or something on him Mm. Yeah, I, was, I was surprised they didn't play, oh, and I was surprised they were so keen to break up the Agger and Skirtle set back partnership, which has been good. Yeah, you know, they don't concede that many goals at Liverpool in, in general, so it was it was surprising. Andy Carroll had a good game. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know, point blank header miss, and yeah, he dragged he a couple of shots there. when he should have passed. I don't know. He's, it, he, everyone's talking about his, you know, his build up play and stuff. He's holding the ball up. It's 2012. That is the bare minimum you expect <laughs> from a striker. I think plays that sort of position. Well, after we had that chat, Peter Bayer, you said he didn't think he played too well, and I thought he was excellent. I think what I was thinking that it, he. He might have lowered my expectation to such an extent that I'm now I surprised so, yeah. that he plays well. And, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying he's played well consistently over the last few weeks. He's certainly improved. But I thought, to be f- it, to his credit, and again, it probably is the minimum you expect, but to his credit, he didn't stop. He linked mm, up play yeah. well, carried on, and he got his goal at the end, and he deserved his well, goal. His head didn't go down when he missed those chances, did he? No, no. he kept coming back. And, and which the Suarez was giving him a right old going off. Was he, yeah? He's gone, well, I'll just tell you what, I was right. Imagine what the things he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. alcoholic Northern. <laughs> I, was right, I was right by the tunnel, and uh, when they came off, it was, it was actually quite nice to see um, Andy Carroll with a smile on his face. I can't remember the yeah, last yeah, time yeah, I saw yeah. that. He was delighted to have scored, and, and he was waving to people in the crowd, it probably his family members or something mm. but it just looked great to see him smile because there's such a hard time of it and I know he might be a bit of an idiot here and there but it's not his fault he cost £35 million no. pound, and I feel yeah, a bit absolutely. sorry for him in that, on that level the, obviously the huge thing of the day that um, we've not even come to yet was that um, we were in the, Pete and I were in the uh, hospitality section oh, uh, yeah. at Club Wembley and oh, um, the drummer from M People was there yeah. Oh yeah, James Redmond, Shovel. formerly of Hollyoaks and Casualty Now, a comedian was there Jodie Kidd the model was there you're thinking wow I mean yeah. this is A-list Yeah. on top of this the son of the wind Claudio Canizia was in there Leather, leather trousers Oh looking like an absolute rock god It was, a, it was <laughs> thin, brilliant Thinning hair Yeah the it was but he's, ball he's committed to it though isn't he He's <laughs> keeping it there Who on earth was he with? Uh, we don't, we a could small not work child that out. it seemed yeah, I was blown away by this Most people are like Oh yeah, well, yeah it is Canizia He is the son of the wind He is the son of the wind He's brilliant He goes with the wind Wherever the wind takes him He's like Mary Poppins He's just ended up there He didn't want to be there <laughs> he looked really bored like, watching, uh, I don't know, Jim Rosenthal yap through. <laughs> Does he look like Sebastian Back from Skid Row? There was a touch yeah, of that about him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Who was looking a bit rocky was um, Manuel Petit on Goals on Sunday. He was, he yeah. Will, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, cut off denim waistcoat. <laughs> oh, takes a special kind of man to pull that look off. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but Liverpool are through 2 1. Mm. And, c- you know, credit to Liverpool as they well because it, they, they did play really, really yeah, well. Much in better in the second half, half yeah. much better, yeah. And they'll be playing Chelsea. Mm. Because they beat Spurs 5-1 Suarez versus John Terry mm. <laughs> Lovely uh, Unfortunately we are going to have to talk about what happened just before the game In the minute silence Which turned out to be a 20 second silence Because the referee blew up quite early Because a small section of Chelsea fans were I think saying a few choice words while it was going on yeah. and it's it, They were chanting murderers yeah, right. right, let's not dance around it Yeah right, so. and it's and to, the, I feel really sorry for sane Chelsea fans because there are a, a, a lot of them out there, and it just and there was certainly a lot of them in Wembley, you know. Exactly, yeah. and it's yeah. it's the same thing, you know, when you used to see England playing away in tournaments and whatnot, and a few fans would, you know, a, a group of England fans would kick off, and everyone would just go, oh. 
brilliant. That makes our That's lives tarnished. All of us. Yeah, there was exactly. enough to kind of you know even when you know the minute silence uh, for the Liverpool, there was like maybe one or two yeah. men in the whole entire what was it fifty thousand? They were shouting justice for the ninety six. You know, it was, you know, oh, okay, right, okay. I didn't really hear. Okay, well, I, I didn't actually hear that at all. But yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for that, it. Yeah, I, I heard that. But um, with, with the Chelsea game, I was right underneath it, and I, I couldn't see it because I was a tear underneath it. But it sounded like there were about a hundred or so people. It's quite, and there were pockets of it as well. And it was clearly orchestrated because it started up straight away. And I think, as you say, the referee blew up early. I think he did the best thing he could because, yeah. to their credit, the majority of Chelsea fans were absolutely sickened by it. A lot of them were shouting "shut up" and shushing them. But obviously, they're in a difficult situation because yeah. you know you're just making it worse by making any sort of noise. That's right. Um, and the Spurs fans were exemplary as well. They booed it as loudly as they possibly could have afterwards. And it's just, it just makes me sad that you know people can be such cavemen. Yeah, you know, it's just depressing that people well, can think that's an okay way to act. Well, apart from anything else, let's be real here. I don't want to come across as too reactionary, but that is a that is a public order offence. That is an offence that should see you arrested. It's if you did that on the street, if you cause what they say, I spoke to my friend uh, Rob, who's a police officer. He said, if you cause alarm or distress to someone, and and they could reasonably. Uh, you know, alleged that they have caused them alarm, especially given the premeditation of it. Yeah, and there were people. Uh, I mean, it was a bit confusing because there were there was an an, there was a memorial service at Anfield on that day, and I thought all the families of the victims were at Anfield. But at Wembley, I didn't catch who they said it was, but there were people there with flowers standing there observing the, which is essentially a, a shortened memorial service. Mm. And those people were causing alarm and distress mm. to to that, to that set of people on the pitch. So to that end, to that end, that's a public order offence. Now I understand I'm not being arrested within the stadium because it was a tender. Yeah. yeah, but there's no reason they can't be identified and be arrested. Well, I, think they are. I think they're, they're working with Chelsea. Well, I'm fed up of people using the fact that they're at a football game as an excuse for absolutely abhorrent behaviour that you'd never dream of doing mm -hmm. in the street. Well, if but, it's, but it's, it's the same as the internet. You know, it's the same as yeah, you know, too, yeah. hiding in, in, in a crowd. It's just you know, it, it, it's moronic. It shouldn't happen. And you know, the, people need to realise that yeah, you can't get into trouble for it. You know, yeah. it's like when people, the kids, just uh, tweet racist abuse on uh, on Twitter. Footballers, yeah. it's not child's game. That is a race yeah, isn't it? It's, I mean, if you were to go to like a war memorial service for, for you know for dead soldiers and start sort of kicking off and doing that sort of thing, you would rightly be arrested, as you say, Luke. Just mm. because you're in a football stadium, it doesn't mean that's any different. And, and what the, changes the second you get inside that building? And the Nothing. counter the counter argument is that um, oh yeah, well you'll destroy the atmosphere of football games. Absolute bollocks. Absolute you can rubbish. you can create an amazing atmosphere at a football game with plenty of good good humour chanting. Just basically, as a general rule, don't shout something at a football game. You wouldn't. Shout out to someone's face outside of a football ground and everyone will get on an awful lot better there's families there there's women and children there people who want to have a decent day out at a football match you don't have to be an idiot to be a yeah. football fan well, and, and it gives it gives non-football fans another excuse to beat football with a stick mm. that's it's not warranted the thing is it's thuggish behaviour it's almost a hangover from the sort of hooligan days there's all you know you can you can, you can be rowdy you can have sort of rowdy chance but there's you know, this, that's overstepping the mark. It's too far. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. But one one thing is, is, is actually encouraging is Chelsea were very quick to put out a press release saying yeah. they distanced themselves from it. It's not at all what they're up about, and, and they don't want to see it again. And I hope they are identified, and I hope they are punished accordingly. Um, but let's talk about the game because yes. that's what it was all about. In, and, indeed, we shall. Chelsea did win five one, and Drogba got the uh, game going with a, a fantastic a goal. It was like a porthole into back in time. It yes. was what it used to be. I'll like. tell you yeah. what. I mean, he, he held off Gallas. Like he, he wasn't even there. He set himself up with yeah. the right and just thundered the ball home. <laughs> it was it was super. I mean, yeah. one of the goals of the season for me. That ball travelled through time. <laughs> <laughs> to get where it was going. Quite the sound barrier. 
It was, it was absolutely stunning. I mean, it was one of those ones where obviously Spurs had had a couple of chances. I think it was Van der Vaart had a header that was clear very, off the line. He was very quiet, wasn't he? He Van was quiet, and, and he perhaps could have done better with that one. Mm. And then they hit the post, obviously, with a cross come shot. And so Spurs were really up for it. And actually, I thought Spurs fans were vocally a lot better than the Chelsea fans. But I was sat closer to them, so maybe that had something to do with it. But I don't know. But when Drogba scored, everyone just sort of went, you can't, you can't argue with that. No. Yeah, no, but yeah. The, what was a real shame was the sort of the, the ghost goal after that. It was a really, really, I mean, from where I was sat, it was just up to the right of Cudicini's goal. It was just clearly not a goal. Just absolutely, it didn't even go near the line. Well, actually, alone. if you look at a still photo, well, photo I think that's photos tend that. to be still. But, I think, oh, I think I think, so. I, I think that, that, no, that's, that's where done. That's been. No, I've seen a Getty. I've seen a, a raw Getty I- image, and it's close. It's quite close. But it, I've not seen anything apart from when I was there's, at the game. There's one. There's one that if if you saw it, you mate, well, that is over the line. With right. the Getty one, I, I think you. I think you're talking about one that's this creeps over. But you know, the, the whole ball has to be over. Of course. At yeah. the end of the day. Oh, I didn't think yeah. it was but a goal. The one, the one that's kicking around on Twitter is you know it, it's a it's a bit of a fabrication. That's that's what I okay. heard anyway. Okay. Okay. I mean, King's foot was. Over the line and it stopped the ball. So, was it not know. a Sorocotto did that? Uh, anyway, I thought it was King um, either way. But regardless of this, by the way, this is almost like a World Cup 2010 England Germany. That's not why Spurs lost the game. No, no. Spurs lost the game because they set themselves up appallingly mm. and they, they confounded that by removing, uh, bringing on Defoe and going straight 4 4 2 with a yeah. knackered Parker in the middle with Modric yeah. who had a reasonably quiet game yeah. and Chelsea just steamrolled them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why from, from the get go, and that's easier said than done, Chelsea are a good team. Then a widened attack for Singwa just over and over again. Well, that's right. Well, yeah. Spurs' heads went, especially after the third goal. I think maybe they felt there was an injustice with the second goal and thought from then on, like this isn't going to be but our they day. Get, they did get one back. Yeah, fairly soon as well. And it's it's interesting. But well, they mean, got a Czech red card. Probably would have gone. Yeah, well, if, yeah. If, if yeah hadn't scored. If, Obviously, Bale can't not score there. Exactly. Yeah. I, but if yeah, if oh, red card and a penalty, they certainly wouldn't have lost five one. I don't yeah. know what the score would have been. You know. But, um, I, th- I thought I thought the tactics. I mean, I know I know I've got, we've got a bit of reputation for bagging on Redknapp a bit too much, but his tactics I thought were absolutely terrible. So it all comes from the chairman, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's true. The tactics <laughs> just came down from the chairman. There's nothing. I, th- I think that just it. that just reeks of Redknapp's typical kind of you know just go out there and play. You mm. attack the fullback. You oh, win the tackles. two one down. Just put a striker on. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well he brought him on. I think it was. Not very well. <laughs> I got, I got but he looked lost on the sideline because I was sat quite near Redknapp actually, and you know when a manager he just got that. Whole kind of feeling around him that he, defeated sort of thing. Yeah, he, yeah. he looked lost. He didn't. But when you're watching your t- your team just chase shadows effectively, they haven't got the ball. They don't know how mm. to get the ball. It's just you know it's, it's defeated. He I wasn't. Know. He wasn't shouting. He wasn't. He just didn't look like the the, the, the when you see Redknapp with his tail up, you know, yeah. getting stuck in. And I just think he thought I've been done here. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah, have I think, had I'd have had a go at Adebayo at half time because. He didn't really chase anything down. You've seen two goals mm. in the game the day before where if you chase a ball, yeah. a lost course down, you may get lucky. Yeah, the and only time he did do that was the goal. That's right, absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, he didn't do it at all in the first. Yeah, half. I, well, I, um, yeah he didn't really do it at all in the first. I mean, half. what more motivation do you need to do it than the fact you've done it and you've scored? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I thought also Carlo Cudicini had a very poor game. It was a strange decision to start him at all because it's a couple of bits he was almost doing kick-ups on his own line. Oh yeah, sort of, I saw it was that. very, very muddled display. And I think that sort of rocked the confidence of the defence um, just completely. And I think he could have done better on, on Lampard's free kick, which was brilliant. It's a great an absolutely strike. incredible strike. So taking nothing away from that, but you know, to yeah, keep. It he, his, his wall was dreadfully placed. Kudajini's yeah. played in most of, if not all, of Spurs Cup games, so he's stuck with him there. I, th- I just think, though. But Fried has an excellent it. season. Fried has an excellent yeah. season. Well, I'm just saying, that's what, that what is what I he's thinking will be. It's a reward, isn't it? But yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, Spurs just missed someone like a Wan Matter, who was just. Uh, went, and when it, the game opened up, 
he was just knocking he set up mm, a yeah. couple didn't he knocking it around and that's what you want someone like yeah. Van der Vaart Kalou was great on the flanks yeah he was, well, yeah. was the, the game passed Van der Vaart the, the game passed Van der Vaart by well, uh, well Mata was I don't know whether I don't think they really knew who to pick, who was picking Mata up because mm. King would seem to be screaming over and over again about Mata and Parker wasn't deep enough because I think he was getting uh, he had enough on his plate with Lampard basically yeah. um, he was so, in that space between the yeah, yeah, he, in front four he, he didn't really know what to do yeah yeah, but it'll be a Spurs. It'll be a Liverpool, Chelsea final, and that will be tasty. They play well, each other. I think they play each other twice in the space of a few days. They've still got a league games play as well. I think. Who do you fancy for it? For the final, of the, yep. oh, I hope Liverpool win it. Same. after the after the way Chelsea fans, some Chelsea fans behave. Pete, uh, I, yeah. But yeah, who do you think so, will win? Yeah. Who do I think will win? I think Chelsea might have a bit of a. Yeah, I hope Chelsea probably Chelsea. will win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know though. I think the motivation there is going to be as high as it can possibly be. But they're so not we'll as see. good. Oh yeah, no, emphatically. But they'll be know. out of the Champions League by then. So <laughs> Jim, in fairness, I am pretty much about to win the FA Cup. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I will though. But you're fat. Yeah, it's true. Are you more motivated now? Has that helped? Mm, my head's dropped a bit actually. Fancy oh, <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Premier League, Argentinians were running right in Norwich. <laughs> uh, football's the only context you could probably confidently say that yeah. <laughs> it was Tevez with a hat-trick and uh, Aguero with a brace Johnson got the other in a 6-1 win for Manchester City yeah. Carlito yeah that lovely bendy shot to it was almost like the interplay was so good it was almost like some Norwich defenders are going what is this yeah. <laughs> what do you expect it reminded me of the goals on, in who that are these small men yeah. <laughs> a lot of the goals reminded me of like Stoichkov's goals in the World Cup 94 yeah. it's just, yeah. just pingers just you can imagine Aguero's uh, was it his first one which was top corner yeah. rolled out to, uh, by Hart and it, it was a nice move all the way up the pitch it was a back heel and doom and I that said, was off the ground as well yeah, I, I said yeah. to him I said that could be my goal one of the goals of the season for yeah. me and, and the replay showed as the back heel came a Norwich defender just got a little flick and he went yeah the defender got a touch though and I was thinking bloody hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine like the Norwich defence walking into the change room at half time and Lambert going to say something and one of them just going that I was playing League Two last season. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? But to be fair, I mean, they didn't play. Hot Lips Land played well. Grant Holt had a couple of shots on target, and his header for the um, well, they scored. They scored a goal, you know. Uh, yeah, of course. But I mean, like they uh, yeah, they lost by <laughs> a hefty margin. Yeah, they they got battered. Is this consolation corner? I mean, he had a couple of shots on target. <laughs> and they scored a goal. Yeah, what's happened <laughs> to you? <Yeah. laughs> well, Grant Holt when he um, hit that header on uh, onto the um, onto the line, I can't remember who was on the uh, oh, that's on right, the line. Was, um, was it nil nil or one nil at the time? Yeah, it was one 0 to uh, to Man City. I do believe. I think it was Lescott, wasn't it? Clear it. Yeah, Lescott off the uh, off the goal line. He he roars like a oh, man. He didn't score though. Get him off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in fact, it went by City, and it's no coincidence, is it, that uh, Mancini was saying, "No, nah, it's over. It's over." He loves it. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, by the way, it's not over. I'm just taking the pressure off. So yeah. We can it's, it's funny how you know it's clear that he's doing that, and yet every interviewer tries to catch him out on it, and he looks at him as if to say, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> of course, I don't mean this. He's like, uh, "No, it's still over." You f- idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's expecting Man United to go. Well, they say it's over, so should we probably not probably yeah. play anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they won 4-0 <laughs> <laughs> um, Now then A man has been arrested On suspicion of attempting To blackmail Manchester City Football Club Of all the football clubs Man City mm. fans You know you've arrived And people are trying to blackmail <laughs> Yes I'd be delighted about that Apparently this, uh, this guy's Allegedly uh, He's got photos Of Mario Balotelli um, Swigging champagne In tabloids they, People don't drink Do they They swig Yeah, yeah. In tabloids um, It was only after hours. Makes him sound very all-mannered <laughs> yeah. I thought Balotelli was I didn't think Balotelli Was a drinker Didn't think he was a swigger 
No. Um, well, this is apparently. I don't care the, what happens after the match, to be honest. It was only yeah. hours though after City got so beat what? off Swansea. Yeah, but they got beat, Pete. And if he hadn't done that, so maybe what? like something before that might <laughs> not have happened. Could have gone back in time. Yeah, if you had been yeah. thinking about swigging champers. <laughs> that said, he did look romping with busty page three stunners <laughs> for Nookie. <Yeah. laughs> what did a look love like that. <laughs> Balotelli did look drunk last time he played. So yeah, yeah. he's together. <laughs> very, very true. It was yeah. a big binge. I love this though. Yeah. The, the, the article just said Manchester City executives refused to cooperate with the alleged demands. They instead contacted police, who arrested him over the incident. <laughs> yeah, he, he hadn't thought that through. It's the worst yeah. blackmail ever. <laughs> <laughs> Give me loads of money. No. Bye. What was your name again? Yeah. Expect a visit. Yeah. <laughs> Come to. We will meet in my house. Yeah. From the Manchester. Estate. This is great, and, and, and I'm going to quote a source. So it must be true Um, Apparently Manchester City uh, He said When the club was contacted With the photos of Balotelli And the demands were made They were actually um, Breathing a huge sigh of relief Because they expected The pictures to be far worse what is yeah. he doing swigging chat oh, don't worry about it yeah. 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 have you it. not seen the press because that is the tip of the iceberg yeah. you was should it? have seen the things we've been offered by a pal yeah <laughs> was, was it one of those little tiny champagne bottles you get at um, weddings that have uh, little bubbles in yeah <laughs> or maybe it was one of the out. massive ones yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, uh, also uh, City uh, were annoyed last week because UEFA fined them £25,000 for being marginally late um, for coming out in the second half against their Europa League match against Sporting Lisbon Lisbon were fined 8,000 less because uh, of their supporters racially abusing Mario Balotelli. So tardiness is much worse than One thing I'll say is I, I hate it when people are late. Yeah. I do genuinely hate when people are late. Yeah. So yeah. Do, you, do you hate racism more, though? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Slavery, lateness. Oh. Yeah. I, hate, I hate racism at least <laughs> ten times what more. What was the worst <laughs> thing that happened? But, I mean, let's still, let's kick lateness out of football. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it's not, absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. yeah. The two issues should I, remain I've seen separate. you arrive in the box, Luke. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. You're about the only person that has. <laughs> yeah, she stayed after the game. Now, um, uh, Manchester United beat Aston Villa 4-0. Ashley Young won another penalty. Ooh, that's, a a, that's a very diplomatic way of saying he dived mm. in the area. I stole a penalty. I genuinely thought it was a penalty, but he obviously made sure he got it. Ryan Taylor didn't. You see what Ryan Taylor yeah. tweeted? Well, did Ryan he Taylor went absolutely postal. Did he? And deleted the tweet. The PR guy from Newcastle <laughs> deleted it. So no, I can't believe... PR it. guy? Yeah, well, he said something like... Um, I can't believe he's always doing that He's a disgrace He's the worst diver in football or Yeah something. yeah well, I mean, like he's, he's had a bad couple of weeks, to be fair. Did you oh, think no, it was not just a couple of weeks, is it? He's done it throughout his career. Do you, you think, think it was a penalty? It, um, no, I don't think it well, was. I don't, I don't know what you're exaggerating. You see that. So I don't think it was much. Much. Do you not? No, he dived I, over his leg and he, he, made, he simulated the contact. He made the yeah. contact happen. He made the contact happen and then he just dived. Through but I can, see, I can see why, through his sort of blinkered uh, Man United glasses, Ferguson's going to say it's a penalty because there was contact. But, you know, Young bought the contact, didn't he? And, you know, you could argue that that's, you know, he's winning a penalty. It's a decent argument to be made here that players are now are actively pursuing a diving agenda because they know they won't be punished because if you get into the last half an hour of a game and you're a forward player you're unlikely to be on a booking you'll go for a dive because if you get booked so what yeah. you know, so what it's, not, it's nowhere near a bad, a bad enough punishment and if, if, if you dive five times and get booked four and the fifth one you get a penalty at this stage of the season mm. it's massive well, the thing it? is it's, yeah. it's such a grey area uh, that it's, uh, I don't think anything's going to get rid of it but it's one of those things if, if you spot there should be some, some sort of action where if the referee spots it you're given, given a yellow card and then you know punished after the match as well because yeah. you, well, you can't, you can't really go in, yeah. right red card in the box yellow card out the box if you're trying to win a penalty that's a red card it's, it's hard to no, do no I, I agree with you that you, I mean yeah I mean this rule has to change you punished three times because you get a penalty your man's gone and also they're banned 
You know, yeah. so it's just it's ridiculous. That has to change. The biggest worry for Aston Villa fans was the fact that they lost four 0 I know Man United are probably the best team in the league, but Shay Given was like their best player. Yeah, well, he was excellent though. Yeah, he was really good. Saved one of these face, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I've seen see. him do that before. I, did, yeah. I don't think he knew much about it. Though. No. Imagine Steve Harper's probably sitting around at home just going, "Oh God, what was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just been punched by a ghost." Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it was a good win for United though, and they're uh, five points clear of Manchester City. Some, it's over. It's not over yet. This, don't believe this it's over. over. Don't believe what you hear. Um, now Sunderland drew zero zero with Wolves. It's so only nothing, the, nothing result. It is. It's only the second nil nil Wolves have been involved with in the Premier League in their last seventy five matches. Because they can see goals all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they could have won it though, but it looks like Wolves are going down. I mean, we've thought this yeah. in previous weeks. But I can't. I can't even look at Terry Connor. He just always looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. Given sounds the situation. like he's about to cry. Oh, yeah. You should play front with Pompey. That'll do that to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel for him as well though, because he's just been plucked out of you know, a, you know, doing all right as a number two. Yeah. And now he'll probably will he be sacked? Will he? He's not going to go back to being a number two. He's going to have to. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear Mick McCarthy uh, in the week? He goes. Well, I feel terribly sorry for him. He weren't he weren't first choice, and now he's doing the job to the best of his ability. Yeah, <laughs> bottom of the league, brilliant. Yeah, thanks for that. Stick the knife in, right between <laughs> the shoulder blades. Like they were in a brilliant spot when you left. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now uh, we mentioned, of course, earlier we were at the FA Cup semi-finals. That we were with uh, the guys from the Blizzard. The uh, uh, quarterly uh, magazine, which is well worth a turn of the head, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, David from the Blizzard, who's a big Sunderland fan, as uh, a number of them are, that's where they're based, said to me, he thinks that Sunderland are the. He thinks. <laughs> no, well, no, it was a, it's a fact of his, and I, oh, I, okay. I quite like this, actually, and I think he might be onto something here. He says he thinks that Sunderland are the team with the highest average attendances in Europe that haven't qualified for European competition for 30 to 40 years. Because the last time they qualified for Europe was 1973 when they won the FA Cup, that was 39 years ago. I yeah. would go for home attendances because their yeah, away attendances aren't. Well, no, but you don't rate a club on their away attendances. No. You do. <laughs> well, no, well, no, you. I mean, it, it, do you see what I mean? Though I think that's. Yeah. A, I think that's a, it could be a fact. Well, English club. No, European. Or, oh, well, oh, oh, no. top flight, top flight European. Possibly, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do not know. Well, I'm that's scared. Ramble pedants, get on that. Mm. Before we leave the Premier League, one team who uh, I don't think played at the weekend, Fulham. Um, they are trying to save money, which uh, not many football clubs probably think of. Um, they've bought 12 hens to live at their training ground in Surrey to help save costs of up to £5,000 a year on catering. Excellent. Jim? I've got nothing. I, no. went, I, went, <laughs> I went through the whole squad earlier. I couldn't think of a single egg oh, pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new low for me. Yeah. Chris Baird Chris Bird, Baird Bird Birdinho Birdinho <laughs> Birdinho uh, On to the championship Damio <laughs> Where uh, Portsmouth won again They mm. beat Doncaster 4-3 What does it feel like To relegate a team Big man What do you mean They won again They won a game A game yeah <laughs> Happy beer A goal A red card And a relegation Pop bang depressing I say. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me That's Dave, some sort of hat Dave Kitson's <laughs> contribution Was winning two penalties Neither of which were penalties <laughs> It was ridiculous wasn't Two it? goals in the last Two minutes for Pomps They were mm. two down after five minutes in a tick game they're fighting for their lives you can imagine the swear words yeah. <laughs> John Ryan uh, the uh, Doncaster chairman he came up this, he was he he was the loveliest most adorable football chairman or he seemed to be anyway and he just went 
I, ju- I just wanted to come along, enjoy the football, and to a certain extent, I did. Well, that referee, and he's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that referee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame El- for Doncaster, though. Yeah. They've, gone, they've been relegated. El Hadji Albert Juve was so angry, sort of got in a fight that evening, didn't he? Something <laughs> awful that happened with him. That is generally what happens to El Hadji. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that uh, relegation aside. I yeah. have um, Portsmouth six points from safety with three games remaining. Are you confident? I think it might be seven, but is it seven? Yeah, I think it might Dare be. I'm not confident. No, <laughs> no. I'm going to Portsmouth versus Palace on Tuesday night. And right. Yeah. So the relegation party. Yeah. <laughs> now let's go to the top where Reading they beat Southampton at Southampton. Yeah. An incredible result for them. Three yeah. one, and they're top. I, I tell you what, I don't want to be the harbinger of doom, but Southampton have only won one in their last four, I think. They've been poor. Mm. Reading are going great guns, and West Ham have started to pick up six as well. 6-0. The Irons emphatic. are uh, uh, three points off Southampton. Did you see Kabir's cross for, uh, for uh, I think it was um, Roberts, for the opener? Oh, for Reading. Dip for Reading. Yeah. Oh, man, for the, beautiful. And uh, John Rauder almost went for a Ricky Lambert celebrate. Did he? He did. He went, yeah. Ricky Lambert! Lambert. S- <laughs> scores! <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to do it. He wanted to do it. Yeah. Do it. Did Do you, it, uh, John Rodder. Did you see um, Ricardo Vazquez third goal for? Um, it's a great hat trick. Vazquez. It was a scissor kick in midair. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was really t- like, he, he was so close to the other player as well. I thought he was going to yeah. hook somebody in the neck. They played some nice sort of flowing stuff, which might explain why Allardyce <laughs> looked so angry yeah. with the <laughs> performance. Vazquez got ten for Barnsley. How many has he got so far for West Ham? He's got he a few. Be, he We've got four in his right last two. Isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he looks like a kid from Kid and Play as well. That's yeah. why I like him. <laughs> Here come the hammers Kid and Cray <laughs> Now we move To the most important part Of the show The most fun part It's the Scottish Cup Ladies and gentlemen Where the magnificent Gorky boys <laughs> Put the silts to the sword 2-1 <laughs> When you talk about hearts It's the only time You ever sound drunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about that age I saw, I saw most of that game Get on it hearts And stay dreadful. on it Hearts were dreadful In the first half <laughs> They were They oh, were And they brought Craig Beacon on at half time Who should have started the game And he set up a goal Within about three minutes It's all about the end result Yeah As far as I'm concerned Neil Lennon happy Wee. Yeah showing mm. his true colours um, uh, Injury time penalty By BT uh, Scatchel with the opener um, I like that way He had an open goal And it's in the roof of the net Roofed it Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clark Hooper um, yeah. Hooper was offside Yeah, yeah Which Lennon well, didn't mention Lennon he, well, You've got to give Celtic a bit more I think probably Lennon. Right Is yeah, that how it works I think so yeah That's what my heart's <laughs> friends Were telling me <laughs> um, Yeah Lennon was fuming though But I tell you what BT's celebration yeah. Was the best celebration Of the year for me Top off Round his head yeah. he'd, I don't know, he'd, le- he'd left it mm. And he was away He, he left it he'd le- No he like, just threw it away I was say, He just carried on Not wearing the shirt Running along, Running along the fans A few Hearts fans Hot on his heels Scottish Benny Hill This is top notch Benny Hill A friend of mine was there And he said There was a man A Hearts fan With a Union Jack onesie on Charging around the pitch <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> Good God! Oh, no. That man's got to look at his, look at his life. Magnificent yeah. scenes, and he uh, he was carted off by the police after. And he said, "You've never seen a grin that wide in all your life." But it sets up the Edinburgh derby in the final. Thank goodness, uh, he beat um, they beat uh, Aberdeen two one and stuff. I can't believe this. this is a stat. It's the first all Edinburgh Scottish Cup final. It was eighteen ninety six for a capital city. That is, that's outrageous. That, is, a, that <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, I want I wanted the Super Dons to get to the final, but they would have got beat in the final anyway. I said this to me, mate. I said, but how, that is a ridiculous stat. And he went, well, one team's not up to the job. <laughs> yeah, you know. But yeah, the, the hearts are there. 
Um, and uh, you're going to go, go up for the final, take it. Uh, tickets uh, will be appreciated. All right, you still banned it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not banned. Yeah, so it's like Union Jack onesie into the. So <laughs> <laughs> I bought uh, home Chelsea tickets uh, for the next few weeks. Uh, one ticket, sorry, not for the next few weeks. In the next few weeks is, is the actual fixture. Fifty-two pounds thirty was the cheapest ticket I could have bought. Mm. I went for a fifty-fiver. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Payday, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Let's go to France, where they have a cup competition too. Uh, in the French Cup semi-finals, Cavilli they beat Rennes two-one, and they're uh, through to the final. They're a third division side. Yeah, the, mm. the good of France is amazing. It is. Well, yeah, because this isn't that uncommon, is it? Which and is also, by the way, yeah. this year seven thousand four hundred teams entered it. Brilliant. It's like a hundred times bigger than the FA Cup or something. It's incredible. It's amazing, isn't it? Two and a half thousand their ground holds. Two and a half thousand. And Leon knocked out in this other semi final, Leon beat um, third division side. So it could have been an all third I mean, division final. Presumably yeah. the, the bigger clubs put out weakened teams. Oh, it's strange. I'm not sure. I know that Cavilli were playing their later knockout They were playing games. their best team. No, they were playing <laughs> their later knockout games in a different stadium. Right. Have, so you, just come out have you seen the, the highlights of the winner? No, I haven't. It's absolute euphoria. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's like hearts. Well, <laughs> it's more French. Guardian, <laughs> Guardian journalist Philippe Auclair actually used to play for Cavilli. He played yeah. for the reserve team. It's his local team. I think yeah. it was the youth team. He was telling. No, reserve team. He told me. Okay. Well, he can clear it up, but that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Clear it up, we mate. The leatherhead of France. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> I did mention that when we were talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, yeah, in the uh, in the French Cup, you know, back in two thousand, amateur side Calais reached the final, um, only losing two one to an injury time penalty against Nantes. Brilliant. Yeah, so uh, stocked up on tiny beers afterwards to commiserate. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got a boat somewhere else. But that is that is really is incredible stuff. Yeah, but I think the, I think the finals in a few weeks. So it'd be good to see. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we go to Italy now, where there's oh, more tragic news: um, a footballer dying on the pitch. It's just terrible. Uh, Pier Mario um, Morosini, the Udinese player, has been loaned out to Livorno. He died on the pitch. Yeah, uh, mm. on on Saturday, and uh, the Italian Football Federation postponed all the weekend's professional matches. Um, but, oh, it's just unbelievable. It's the man really with a tragic life as well. But uh, as you said the other week, Pete, it seems every week now yeah, we're yeah. sort of reporting Long something sort of tragic. Well, this was like a carbon, carbon copy of Mohammed thing, but uh, without without the um, without the good result at the end. Yeah, the, the, there's an argument that the players are too fit that's going around isn't there, and it's I mean it's as we said before, Italy's got a very good reputation for heart screening yeah. and, and being on top of this sort of thing. So it's it's surprising. It's, you know, it, it, sometimes you just got to think: Is it just one of those things? It just happened in in, in succession. This uh, didn't happen the, the season before, as I recall. I think the season before we had a couple, didn't we? Well, there's Danny Jarke and yeah. um, Antonio Perotta mm, This yeah. happened to as well, and of course Mark Vivian Foe. But before that, I couldn't. I don't think yeah. it was. You got to think it is mean? probably one of the most strenuous. That's uh, true. You know, uh, undertakings on your Who heart knows? football. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. But our thoughts go out to his um, his loved ones, of course. Yeah, um, and, um, and Udinese are going to take control, look after his, um, his. He's got a disabled sister, a severely yeah. disabled. Sister, yeah, and, his, yeah. And, and I think the family, the mother and father of the family, and the brother are all, have all died. Well, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. His brother was disabled as well, and he committed suicide. Blind and, um, His parents. Di Natale is looking after it. Well, Di Natale so is, 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 I think, is, is one of the senior pros at the club, and he said, look, between me and Udinese, the Udinese yeah. sort of fund will look after. We'll make sure she's looked after. The rest of her life, basically, and they've retired his jersey as well. That's yeah. right, Vicenza did. Vicenza, that. Vicenza, yeah, 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 number number twenty-five uh, jersey. So yeah, um, very sad news from Italy. But uh, uh, but just to end on a sort of slightly more positive note, if we can. Um, Fabrice Muamba left hospital today. Yeah, he discharged yeah. from hospital, so he that's good news. Mm. Yeah, so a little bit of good news there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the Bundesliga, we we were talking about Dortmund and uh, Bayern Munich. They they played. Uh, Dortmund beat them one 0 and they're just pulling away now. God, Robert Lewandowski scored with a back heel to win that game. He did. I mean, that is just. 
top top draw. It really is. Robin had the chances, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Didn't take him. Yeah. Well, um, he missed the penalty. Well, the goalkeeper saved the penalty. Of Robins, didn't he? But they looked like champions, Dortmund. The way they played against Schalke as well. I was talking um, to Michael Cox about about um, the fact that Dortmund are almost like a team of. Basically, they're all about teamwork, whereas Bayern yeah. Munich are all about individuals. If you think about it, you could argue that about Barcelona and Real Madrid, and about Man United, Man City, mm. and about PSG and Montpellier. So it's almost like a, a European-wide phenomenon that there's a mm. team, a team of individuals and, and sort of individual sort of skillful characters, and, and a, a team who are all about teamwork, vying for the title. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Reading Southampton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice one, Pete. Nice one. Um, but yeah, and, and Bayern also dropped points um, at home to Mainz, nil-nil. Whereas Dortmund won away against Schalke, so Dortmund just pulling away now. Yep, looking firm favourites. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Schalke, Raúl. Could be called up to Spain squad for the Euros. I've kept pretty quiet up till now, <laughs> <laughs> but I would love it. Yeah, I would love it. Well, because obviously David he deserves Villa. an international trophy. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of veterans, Di Natale should really. Uh, yeah, yeah. Argument yeah you would hope. Be, uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's talk of Totti as well. Yeah. Again, oh. um, <laughs> don't start that. Mm, but you know, with with Raúl though, a lot. Of, you know, Spain's problems a lot of the time were focused on the fact that well, the focus was on him. So yeah, much. yeah. So it was all based around one guy. So he'd have to adapt his game a lot. You would think to fit in, but I mean, he's worked with Del Bosque before, obviously. So, uh, and you know, Schalke play a much more team game than uh, the Madrid ever did. Listen, Raul scoring goals. Yeah, mm. Torres isn't, and Villa's no. injured. You no. think Soldado and Lorente would definitely go. But oh, he's got the grader as well. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, Get I've, him on that bench. Yeah, Raul Calleon as well. Don't bother listening to me because I'd pick Raul for every tournament for the next fifty odd years. So there's <laughs> no point asking. Raul, me Totti, Skulls, they could all be there. Owen. Get him in. <laughs> no, don't be ridiculous. Let's <laughs> uh, not decide just yet. Uh, before we go to going for gold, we're going to go to South America, where we've got some positive news. Uh, you may remember from January 2010, Salvador Cabanas, the um, Paraguay footballer, was shot in the head in Mexico from point blank range, or certainly yeah. very close. Yeah. Uh, he just got shot in the head. Um, put, that you put you out of a World Cup squad. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, not only did he obviously miraculously survive, He's made his return with the bullet still lodged in his skull. In his skull, he's he, he's playing for um, the twelfth uh, of October, as it would be in English. Um, it's a Paraguay in, in, league, in, in, yeah, second yeah. division side in Paraguay. He's thirty-one. He played his uh, first minutes on the pitch, in a competitive match. Incredible. Mm. I mean, it's incredible. He's alive yeah. and he's made uh, recovery back to professional football. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, fair um, to say, we're making some bullet headers. Oh, good. Hey. Rupert on our website. Yeah, acceleration. Yeah, fine. The fo- <laughs> <laughs> the footballramble.com um, he's, he's put a big, uh, written a big piece about it how um, it's yeah. just his, his self-belief and, his, and he's actually got ambitions to get back into the national team that's yeah. right um, which and would also be amazing. he's talked about playing in Mexico again which would be amazing he was, you know, he was huge out there wasn't he, yeah. he was, like, had a, sort of, you know it's all, I'm not going to ruin the piece go and read Rupert's piece it's brilliant going for going for gold gold and now it's time for going for gold <clears throat> first clue gents straight in there at my middle name is George stop Graham Fenton <laughs> Great Looked him up on Wikipedia today. Something like 28 goals in his whole career. Striker. Rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> he used to play for Blackburn, didn't he? <laughs> Briefly, yeah. yeah. Good um, <laughs> I played at left back for a city and a Wednesday. Stop. Andy Hinchcliffe. 
Oh, Andy Hitchcock. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's two in a Good row. One. My boy. first football shirt was a Nigeria shirt. I won the ni- 1995 FA Cup with Everton. I'm now Bad a co commentator on Sky Sports. A Finnish composer once wrote an orchestral composition about me called The Bloody Intermezzo. Uh, Glenn <laughs> Hoddle's first game in charge was also my first game for England, and I was wicked, bang wicked at corners. <laughs> bang in your face, wicked. listeners. You're not even going to beat me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't all say you get it in two clues. I actually do get it in two clues. <laughs> Google smashed you there, mate. You've ruined everything. <laughs> Oh, in their little faces. Seriously, we've got like three more extra minutes to fill now, so what are we going to do? <laughs> Let's have an email. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for your email, lady. Ramblers, your profile about Tom Finney reminded me of a story my granddad told me about Stanley Matthews. My grandfather was capped a few times by the Republic of Ireland, you see. One of those games was against England, and it was his task to mark Matthews. The first time Matthews got the ball, he ran down the wing, and my grandfather tackled him quite easily. Understandably, he was quite proud of himself until Matthews approached him during a stoppage in play and said, I know your family is here watching you, so I let you tackle me that time, but you won't win another tackle all game. My grandfather brushed this off as cockiness, but Matthews proceeded to run rings around him, and he (laughs) didn't win a single tackle after that first one. So there you have it. Stanley Matthews, a cocky but gentlemanly mofo. That's from Rich. <laughs> Brilliant. All four. It's, next, it's next to the story. I love the idea of modern footballers doing that. All right, I'll give you one. Oh, he scored. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not how it works. Annoying. Mm. <laughs> Terry Connor furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've told you a hundred times. You can't keep doing that. Be a gentleman. Be a gentleman off the pitch. Yeah. Not on my time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all have a profile. Let's. Let's. You're damn right. It's a whole team. That's going to take a while then. What team is it? It's the Croatia 1998 World Cup team. Brilliant. Retro. Retro indeed. I censor Luke Moore, Robert Prozanecki. Eulogy. (laughs) He's already in. He's He's retired though. We're getting him back out so I can have a chat about him and putting him back in again. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a euphemism for anything? Yeah. If you like. <laughs> we use the word incredible a lot on this uh, show, but this was an incredible World Cup debut, wasn't it? <laughs> Indeed it was. Mm. They never previously qualified for a World Cup, as they were a part of the uh, former Yugoslavia, of course. So, it didn't exist. Croatia declared their independence on the 25th of June, 1991. Oh, you've sprung it on me. Haven't <laughs> I? Uh, 24 years after the Summer of Love. Mm. And what a summer that was um, uh, They had a number of players uh, Probably the, the best players Who had previously played For Yugoslavia But were now representing Their homeland of Croatia uh, The small country Only a little over Four million people Beautiful Less place. than London To put that in perspective What, yeah. half? Yeah. Mm. You've, been, you've been to Croatia you? I went there uh, I've been to Croatia Yeah, it was very nice had Beautiful had place Had a couple of weeks All over the islands Oh, beautiful, beautiful Delish uh, They firmly put themselves On the footballing map In France In that summer Of 98 um, their qualification began for the World Cup in uh, October '96. They were in Group One with Denmark, Greece, Bosnia and Herzegovina. They came second, didn't they? Denmark, Slovenia. They did. Davos Suka, of course, was their top scorer in qualification with five goals. They finished second in the group behind Denmark and went into the playoffs. They were pitted up against the Ukraine, who had Shevchenko and Rebrov. Um, but they went through three-one on aggregate, and in doing so, created their own little piece of history, qualifying for the World Cup for the first time. Now, I mean, they did have a decent squad of players. Like I say, they they had a few playing in the top leagues in Europe. They had like players for Real and yeah, Everton. Milan, <laughs> Derby. Yeah, um, Stimac, August Stimac. Yeah, mm. he went on f- to play for West Ham. As did Slaven Bilic. He was he would have been at Everton at the time. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah, that's right. Mario Stanic play, later played for Chelsea. Yeah, Robert Yarny. Yeah. Do you remember when Bilic left Everton But he was like a free agent, but they just kept paying his wages. But he he would stay in Zagreb, but he would only play for Croatia. 
His only team was Croatia. He was wasn't playing for Evan. Yeah, it was about at the back end of his uh, before he went on a free. They were, he was still under contract. Then they decided to pay him off for like a million quid or something. Strange. It's like Michael Owen. He used to just play for England. <laughs> yeah. In my head, there was a player in the Euro '96 and World Cup '98 squad for uh, for Croatia who had like a long ponytail and looked a bit like Dave Grohl. Doesn't exist. No, <laughs> right, I've, I've looked back it? through like their squads. <laughs> this, I've just imagined this guy. It's well, so clear in my was head. He, he just does not. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, could have come second. Zvonimir <laughs> uh, uh, Boban for Milan. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if there was any other midfielders of note. Did they look? Uh, a guy called Robert Prozanecki. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was playing for Big on the um, South Coast. I think Prozanecki was back at Zagreb by then. Was but, he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, still, and, still had it though yeah. late, late 20s still mm. got it and the fantastic Devil Suker yeah now Alan Boxic was injured God. before the tournament otherwise it would have been him and Suker up front yeah can't argue with that what a you? squad it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. yeah well that's it I mean Yugoslavia were a fantastic side yeah and uh, to be honest probably um, underachieved at some tournaments you know mm. But uh, and Croatia I mean, obviously took. Were the borders of Croatia drawn up to keep the best players <laughs> yeah. in? Just doing little big extensions. No, that one. Have that, that, that town. <laughs> Where's he born again? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, the way sort of Bosnia sort of fits in, they've got this little sort of corridor to the sea. So you've got. Well, if you go down the drive down the coast of Croatia, you spend like half an hour in uh, in Bosnia, and you've oh, got right. to give your passports out and stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and fags and people stop for fags because they're like five pence cheaper or something. Oh right. <laughs> By people, do you mean you? No, I don't <laughs> no, 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 you shouldn't smoke. Naughty. Um, uh, Miroslav uh, Blazovic was the Croatia coach. He was also involved in politics as well as football. And he was given the nickname uh, Trenera, which means the coach of all coaches. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> a special it? award. Yeah. Like he's, also, he's also coached uh, Shanghai Shanua, where Nicholas Anelka is now. He's now manager, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. He's coach, yeah. Um, he has coached a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. his last job was in Iran. Bela Gutman. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was a similar kind of CV, but not as glitzy and as glamorous. Uh, Croatia were drawn in Group H with Argentina, Jamaica, and Japan. They had, I mean, let's be honest, they had a favourable opening game against Jamaica, who themselves were competing in their first World Cup. Mm. I mean, it was a shame for the Ivory Coast, which is an obvious example. Their first World Cup, they had a great team, and their first game was against Argentina, yeah. I think, and then Holland. You know, Tough group, yeah. very, very difficult. So, you know, Croatia already had some good players. Yeah, f- favourable I'd say Jamaica and, uh, and Japan not easy games of course um, Jamaica um, had a lot of momentum going into that tournament and were everybody's sort of second favourite team I think but Prozneki scored a cross and that was that he did yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamaica were also the first English speaking Caribbean country to qualify for the World Cup they had players including uh, Marcus Gale Robbie Earl, Frank Sinclair and Dion Burton hence favourable and Fitzroy Simpson Pompey, yeah. Pompey Hall of Famer that's right <laughs> They won. They won three one. Um, Stanic, Prozanecki, and Suker. Mm. Um, of course, yeah, indeed. Let's just take it as red that Suker scored in every game. <laughs> in the second game against Japan, they won one nil, courtesy of that man again squirming his shot under the key. They're a bit lucky in that game, actually. Mm. I remember Japan really working hard. Yeah, yeah. I think there's another thing about that team as well. People just love them because of the kit. I know we were kids at the time, basically. Mm. So you know, you do kit, weirdly yeah. judge things like that. And yeah. it, it's a checks shirt. It's just such a happy World Cup. Yeah, it's like it's stripes. Uh, it's stripes. Uh, hoops you can't have checks yeah. hey we're having checks yeah. who, are <laughs> who are these mavericks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who can play a bit as well so yeah the, the first turtle they, um, they, they got over it quite easily into the second round I mean they won the first two games and okay 
you know, Jamaica and Japan aren't the hardest two games, but still, though, you've got to turn you're up to your a World tournament. Cup debut. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a bit of pressure on you. You know, your country's watching you for the first time at a tournament. They lost to Argentina, didn't they? But well, was, not, yeah, they sorry, did. not the first time at a tournament. They were at Euro 96. Yeah. yeah, they lost to Argentina in, in the third game. Um, I think both teams kind of took it easily a bit. Um, as a result, Argentina went through uh, to play England. Croatia went through to play Romania in the last 16. Now, that Romanian side were decent. Those Hagi. were the blonde Romanian side. That's they? right, yeah. yeah. Hadji, Moldovan, Popescu, Petrescu, Adrianelli. Damn pet rescue. Yeah. Got his own reality show now, hasn't he? Fox Mulder. Yeah. A Davos Suka penalty was enough. Yeah. It he, will be. Well, he, he took the first one and the referee said, no, take it again. And he went, all right, and smashed it in again. Yeah, I can do these all day, ref. <laughs> <laughs> it's your time you're wasting. <laughs> so that's 2 0 now, is it? This is my job. Just 1 0, all right. The, the opposition is still tied from 94, uh, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Stimak isn't going to let him past him, so, no. you know, you're fine. Um, yeah, so uh, then the Croatians went through to the quarterfinals to play Germany, and things got saucy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, now. The Germans will always be a big scalp to any nation on the international football scene, but to beat or any them, set of allies. yeah, but to beat them three nil is unheard. Yeah, flipping unheard. One of the biggest results in recent World Cup history. I'd be willing to chuck that out. I, there. I can't mm. think of another time Germany have lost by such a margin in a knockout game. Mm. It was yeah. thrilling, wasn't it? Just yeah. remember because you know we're we're off the back of Euro '96. We're all thinking of Moller strutting around yeah. and we're all just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> loving it. And Germany beat Croatia Euro '96 yeah. as well. Yeah. Those wounds have not healed by that point, Jim. <laughs> no, yeah. they're still fresh in the memory. Indeed. And we can't do it ourselves. We so we need another country to do indeed. it for us. We sometimes knock the scab off even now. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It was Germany's heaviest defeat at a World Cup since the mighty Maggies of Hungary beat them 8-3 in 1954. And the first time since 1986 that Germany had failed to score in a World Cup match. That's a great stat, that. Mm. That's amazing. <laughs> but they had a man sent off, didn't they? But they still. did have a man sent off. Christian Vaughan's was sent off, wasn't he, for an outrageous assault on Dallas. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I really think it was a red card, actually. It was I'm a knee high. It was, was <laughs> yeah. about three red well, cards. Well, no, because the, the German... I mean, Bertie Votes was saying it wasn't a sending off, and it, of course he was. Bertie Blind. Generally speaking, knee-high stud rakes <laughs> are genuinely considered yeah. to be like Where you man. don't even make an effort to look at the ball. No, didn't the ball was pretend. miles away. <laughs> didn't even glance at it as it passed it. On, on uh, YouTube, there's a lovely bit of American commentary when uh, the foul's committed and the um, the commentator says Sucre is fouled is this a card yeah what colour rouge red good night <laughs> <laughs> it's only 4pm yeah. yeah. it was an evening yeah was it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but not where America were because they're behind yeah. good afternoon would have sounded better yeah though. it's true yeah well I mean yeah Germany had a man sent off but you tried telling that to the Croatians the yeah, wild scenes dare. of celebration yeah. after the after the final whistle I mean that's how you put yourself on the map yeah <laughs> <laughs> Beating Germany 3-0 at a tournament. Um, uh, it, it was incredible. Robbie Yarney got the uh, the scoring underway um, with a lovely low drive into the corner. <laughs> and then, to be fair, Germany still had some chances. I think they hit the post and had a couple of decent efforts. But um, Goran Vlajevic put Croatia out of sight with a similar goal. And, and he kind of went nodding and smiling off. Yeah. It was a sort of celebration, looked very pleased with himself. And then Davos Suka, of course, made it 3-0. And they were through to the semi-finals. In the semi-finals, they're up against the hosts, France, in the Stade de France. The and showpiece. They went the a goal finals. up. They went a goal up. So near and yet so mm. far. Suga scored again. They went a goal up. <laughs> it was all looking so but romantic. Who didn't they pick? Mm-hmm. Bobby P was not picked. And he was Prozenecki. not subbed on either. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, France largely dominated the first half, and then 
you know, barely had people sat down in their seats for the second half. And was it Boban who knocked it over to Suke? Yeah. Was it Boban? A lovely yeah. little boy. Suddenly. I know it can't be because did Boban not get injured? No, no, he was. I think he got taken off for about an hour. Okay, yeah, and they brought on. Um, they didn't, well, they didn't Stanich, bring on, Yeah, but they didn't bring on Prozanek and they should have done. But anyway, Suke scored and everyone was just like. Bloody hellfire <laughs> in their own <laughs> backyard. Because yeah, I mean, because is he France? I mean, people thought they're surely on their way to the final, and I think they expected Brazil as well. But imagine Croatia. Yeah, I mean, it, you, it's agonising, isn't it? You know, being a goal up, but it was for about a minute, and then and then yeah. uh, Boban was caught dawdling on the ball on the edge of his own box, and a combination of Lillian Turam and uh, Djorkaev, I think. Oh, Turam was like a. Possessed bison in yeah. that game, though. It just, he had to put it right because it was his mistake that yeah. led to the goal. Yeah, and we have touched on this in a pro, in profiles before, a few profiles, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it's really, really famous kind of singular performance. It was, it was, he was possessed. It was incredible. I am not having this. Yeah, <clears throat> the only time I said to you, yeah, it was his first goal for France in about mm. thirty odd games. Yeah, and then he got another one. Yeah, I think that's the only international game he scored in. He might well two be two in one game. Yeah, incredible brace in the semi-finals, um, and uh, despite Laurent Blanc sending off for France, they looked pretty good value for the win, and it was such a shame for Croatia. And and it's often the case with the kind of the, the plucky teams, I suppose, if you can call them that, because as I said, they had a lot of quality. But the um, the underdogs at, at big tournaments, well, specifically World Cups, because obviously Denmark and Greece have won the Euros, but it just. The final is just that bridge like too Turkey, far. Like Turkey, mm-hmm. Turkey, Bulgaria, South yeah. Korea, yeah. England. England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's such a shame, isn't it? Because it's, don't get me wrong, semi-finals great, but if you're in that final, because once you're in the final, it's on. It's something else. Yeah. It really is, and and that's the semi-finals just tend to well, sort. Of, we've never had a sort of unusual um, World Cup winner. You know, with you know, with the Euros, we've had. Um, uh, Greece, Greece and Denmark, Denmark. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it would be great for that to happen one day wouldn't it this summer England <laughs> <laughs> it would be an unusual throughout the blue. Right, the sun yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the third place playoff they face Holland um, and uh, Robert Porzenecki got the scoring underway he's got a great goal yeah. they were really really up for that weren't they yeah. far more than Holland were a swivel and finish yeah Holland is, Holland is such a sort of team that wouldn't really bother with the third place yeah. yeah they're all knackered from the big fight they had the night before <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, Zenden equalised for the day and all that was left for Croatia was to make sure Suka scored his six, uh, sixth sorry, to, of the tournament and finish on the uh, golden boot mark ahead of Christian Vieira and Gabriel Batistuta. Classic six goals yeah, in a tournament. Standard. You know. And he got it. But, you know, after the tournament, Croatia became a feared side in Europe. And, uh, you know, they've, they've since qualified for a number of major tournaments. And well, they undid us for Euro 2008, didn't they? But that team will live long in the memory and uh, have no doubt inspired many a footballer in Croatia. And they're still a decent side, not quite what they were back then. Well, but Shukar's record, 45 and 69 international games. So. Not to be sniffed at, is it? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we shall end with a quote from Slavon Bilic, the man who is uh, lead guitarist for uh, Croatian band Rawbo. Yeah. He once uh, recorded uh, a, a song called uh, Vetreno Ludilo, Fiery Madness, <laughs> which reached number one in Croatia. <laughs> it will do. Yeah. Um, uh, and Bilic said, with, res- <laughs> with the greatest respect to women, football is the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> oh, wow. Come in, Croatia. And in come Croatia 98 to the when that's Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's your lot this week, kids. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com.
This week on the RambleNet, Rupert Fryer brings us the details of Salvador Cabanas' comeback, which we spoke about earlier. Dermot Corrigan wonders if it may be Xabi Alonso rather than Cristiano Ronaldo, who holds the key to Real Madrid's success. And Liam Toomey takes an overview of Arsenal's mental season. Elsewhere, there's the Hall of Fame, the shop, the forum, and all kinds of other things. So get over there. Yeah, also, um, as, a, as a listener to the show or a reader of the website, thefootballramble.com, and you would have heard an advert at the beginning of the show, um, we've teamed up with audible.co.uk. Um, if you head over to audible.co.uk forward slash footballramble, uh, they're an audio book provider, and just by being a Ramble listener, you can take up a free month's trial there and get a free book, no strings attached, um, for nothing at all. You can cancel your membership at any time. Um, so that's audible.co.uk forward slash footballramble. There's loads of football books on there, loads of comedy audio books mm. on there. It's worth checking out, so please do so. I know you've been recommending uh, Why England Lose. Yeah, uh, by Simon Cooper. Throw Superb. my recommendation behind as well. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Magnificent. Uh, and uh, I'd just like to thank uh, Budweiser for allowing us to come and watch... Uh, the FA Cup matches and hang out with the son of the wind mm. and hang out with the son of the wind and meet Hayley McQueen I met Hayley McQueen who was lovely as you would think it's like a Jim will fix it day for you out you too it really <laughs> was, <wasn't> it? <laughs> who did you, who did you get did you get Phil Neal Phil Neal and John Scales and me take what you can I got Marcus I didn't know yeah, yeah exactly. that's true we got Kelly Kitts and Jim uh, Jim the Devil Rosenthal, yep. don't we? Dad of Tom Rosenthal. Let's He's pick up all his names and finish the show. <laughs> yes. Um, right, uh, I'd also like to do a little plug do uh, it. as I do that. Um, once again, I'm previewing my Edinburgh show in London, April 24th, the Betsy Trotwood in Farringdon. It will be free, it will be upstairs, so do come along and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you down there. Betsy Trotwood, April 24th, it's a Tuesday. That's it. That gives me just about enough time to say. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Luke. Go fuck yourself. It's goodbye from me, Biffner. Back, back, <laughs> new, new. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Biffner Backpack No 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 2.0 well, It's all my fault Ricky Lambert's 31st goal of the season Ricky, 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 Ricky Lambert, Lambert Ricky, 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 Ricky Lambert celebrate Ricky Lambert's 31st goal of the season Don't give yourself away. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 